Recent events and looking at the world overall, looking at political climate, looking at international relations, looking at how human beings manifest themselves in this 21st century, brings up a lot of questions. And it brings up a lot of issues that need to be looked at very, very carefully. As a Buddhist practitioner, of course, we have to start looking at these various issues beginning on our own doorstep, not only from the point of view of Buddhism as what we would call a religion, but even more so when it comes to our own manifestation. In the past, it uh, would have been a good answer to say, well, maybe religion could help. When people were more religious in the past, they would not commit atrocities. But of course, we all know that is not true. The difficulty with religion is, I would like to put it in a way that I would grant the religious teachings, the various religious teachings, unless they are truly just discriminatory, if they're truly just violent, and that I wouldn't call a religion to begin with. But most of the teachings of the world religions are in themselves not flawed. The only difficulty that comes to these teachings is the interpretation by human beings and how they translate that into action. How they get caught up by interpreting the teachings in a way that suits their own either personal or political needs. There is the stereotype that we find in the Western world still deeply seated that Buddhism is a peaceful religion a peaceful teaching, and that is true in its core. However, at the same time, we find those instances where, in the name of the Buddhist teachings, discrimination and genocide even is proposed or manifested, executed. We have to be very careful with all of this so that we ourselves, as the only one, who is responsible for the actions of this human being, that we take it very seriously how we manifest ourselves and how we deal with these shortcomings of the human condition. Some people become what the press calls radicalized, they put themselves behind the wheel of a truck and mow down people on bikes, pedestrians, with some mistaken idea in their mind that is attributed to religion. 
we have to see in all these instances that the central common topic is not a specific religion, a specific creed, specific dogma. What is central is the human being, the one who commits such acts of violence, of atrocity. There is really no good way to explain it away. We could argue a scientific evolutionary reason that these tendencies still exist in human beings since we are animals and survival and that we yet have not developed our consciousness enough to rise beyond that inevitable violence. Maybe that is so. But under no circumstances should that be used as an excuse. As one reaction after events like the recent one that happened in New York City, there is a call for prevention. There are calls, how can we stop this? And now, of course, that is a very important question. And as a Zen practitioner of a few years of practice, I very deeply understand that question. And I very deeply understand the wish that these manifestations of the shortcomings of our humanity not happen. But I also know from having looked deeply in my own inside and deeply looked at the outside as well. The realization comes that the only place where we can start to make these changes is right here in the life of this very person. And through becoming a person of peace in a different way than we understand it, in a societal way. Only by transforming ourselves into an actor that creates harmony, that creates dignity and compassion, only then can we make changes to this society. It would be really almost naive to think that imposing certain rules of law could help with prevention. Well, they might repress it. They might make it less likely. But the fundamental problem that needs to be addressed is how can we human beings get to an understanding of where these tendencies of violence and of without any question, affirming one's ideas, one's beliefs, one's religion, one's political intentions, one's ego. Where does all of that come from? And that is not an easy task. It is a task that takes a long time, that takes a long path, that needs to be full of courage and of Openness that certainly is not 
without pain. That certainly is not without suffering. But that at the same time is full of joy and love as well. In the Parinirvana Sutra, which is the sutra that was written as a description of the last phase of the life of the Buddha, when he was going on a pilgrimage home to where he was born, and he knew that this would be his last pilgrimage. So it is the description of what led up to the physical demise of Shakyamuni, of Siddhartha Gautama, the Buddha. And in there is the famous gata that we all know that is translated in various ways. And it says, Atta Viharata, Atta Sarana, Ananna Sarana, Dhamma Deepa, Dhamma Sarana, Ananna Sarana. Which was his answer to the inquiry of his students. What will we do, Master, after you die? Who will teach us? And thus the Buddha said, You are the light. Look within. Don't rely on anything external. The Dharma is the light. Rely on the Dharma. Don't rely on anything else. Joshu Roshi always gave an account of this by saying what the Buddha said when he was asked who would teach the students, his disciples, after he had gone in the great transformation. Joshu Roshi would say, Make the Dharma activity your teacher. A different expression of the same way of investigating the human condition. Make the Dharma activity your teacher. That is all that we need to get to the bottom of what it means to be a human being. Where these tendencies of violence, of discrimination, of hatred come from becoming intimately familiar with greed, anger, and delusion. And that then turns out to be the only way to understand it, to get beyond it, to be able to transcend. To become free of greed, anger, and delusion, we have to descend into the hell that is manifest in ourselves, Just give it some time and you will find it. And only by being familiar with the full spectrum of the human condition will we be able to have some kind of influence and effect in society as somebody who truly manifests themselves as an awakened human being. With our Buddhist compassion, Our hearts and our minds and our feelings should go out to all victims of violence, to all perpetrators of violence, and also to ourselves so that we develop the capacity 
the depth and the strength to be able to look greed, anger and delusion in the eye and to see that we are them and to undertake the very difficult task moment by moment to fully stick with it. Do not let these forces take over but to transcend, transform and use the energy to become a true bodhisattva. One breath at a time in Zazen we can get deeper and deeper. Our eye to the wisdom of the Dharma activity will open more and more. The difficulties we go through will determine how deeply and how clearly we see into the human condition. It's an awesome responsibility to share this space and this undertaking with all of you. And frankly, without others in this practice, in so many other practices that look into the human condition, it would be very, very difficult to continue. Buddha, Sangha, go together. Dharma and the Dharma activity brings us together. This is not just about meditation. This is not about calming our own fears, calming our self-concern. No. The longer we engage in this practice, the longer we do zazen, the longer we go out into the world and take that, what we experience, what we know, and also what we don't know, the more we put that into action, the more we will see that this practice is changing the world. What each of us does Every action, every act changes the world. This is the ultimate responsibility of a human being. Be careful. Be very careful. 